0: The zero, zero,
1: Welcome back to touring the AFC South. I know it isn't a week since the last show. So I I figured I'd give you another episode of the show this week with the big news that came out of Jacksonville about Urban Meyer being let go. So this episode will just be that. The conversation between me and Jaguars beat writer for the Florida Times-Union, John Reed. Again, thank you all for tuning in. If you're tuning in on Google Podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're tuning in on Spotify, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wherever you're tuning in from, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and follow whatever they have available so that way you don't miss any episode like this surprise episode here. And of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and uh, give me that five-star rating and please leave a review. I'd appreciate it. Again, this is a special episode highlighting the news that dropped this week of Urban Meyer being fired after 13 games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And up next, you'll hear that talk between me and Mr. John Reed. You're listening to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about peace of mind counseling and life coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome to Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. And, of course, the Jags have been in the news recently. If you have been, you know, sleeping under a rock or something like that, you 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 would notice that they, they have been. But uh, <laughs> they've been in the news recently. And of course, it hadn't been for anything good. You've got rookie quarterbacks making speeches about the drama going on, and the coach that just cannot stay out of the media eye long enough. Of course, I usually don't do two shows a week, so everybody knows that. But I decided to bring in this next gentleman on to discuss a man that has been in the headlines and finally got relieved of his duties, along with a team that hasn't had much success. Here to talk about Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. From the Florida Times Union, Jags beat writer John Reed. What's going on?
0: Man, good to be back. I think I've aged probably about ten years since the last time I was on your show. With all this drama <laughs> that's been going on, man, it's it's crazy when the owner says that there's been losses and drama. So a little <laughs> different down here, man. I will tell you. No, I hear you there. It just uh, wow. You know, how you hanging
1: in there, man? How you hanging in there with all this?
0: I. I will tell you what I just say this man I've been I've been covering sports for 34 years I've never been through a season like this when I covered the Pelicans there was a lot of drama with Tyreek Evans and and there was a lot of drama with the coaching changes with that organization but man this season here has been like nothing that I can ever um, recall in the past in the future and it's just been you know I mean you know not only is this team bad on the field 2 and 11 but it's just that the drama I mean you almost have to keep your phone with you at all times because you don't know what might you know what's the next scenario or what's the next controversy or what did he do this or is this video coming out on Wednesday and it's just I mean when when a rookie quarterback goes up to the podium and basically declares that you know we we got too much drama. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's something that, I mean, you don't see this in most franchises that there's one thing after the next and who could ever remember of in I mean, I came, I was thinking about this the other day. What coach do you know is the biggest distraction on the team? I mean, <laughs> basically that's, that's what he was, you know, it's like the coach supposed to be, you know, like the, Taskmaster or the, or, or, the, or the guy who's supposed to set the example, and this whole season has just been completely opposite. So, it's, I mean, be I mean, it's even an understatement to say that it's been different, it's just been <laughs> crazy uh tumultuous. I mean, you know, you use all those kind of words to describe this season, and gotcha. I, I, it, it's been. One of a kind. I just say that <laughs> one of the one of a kind seasons. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Now this news came out at, you know, near
0: midnight, if not past midnight yeah, Past case. midnight, yeah. Eastern time, past midnight, going on one o'clock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now what was your first reaction when you
0: heard the news that urban Meyer had been relieved of his duties? Well, I knew he was under the gun. I mean, I mean, just share a story with you. You know, he and Shot Khan invited invited all the Jacksonville media who covered the team. We we um he invited us on his on his yacht on 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 Monday to celebrate basically his 10 years of ownership, which the anniversary was that following day on a Tuesday. So we had a sort of like a um question and answer session with him. And even then, you know, I mean, we we he told us that he's not going to make an impulsive move. I mean, he's going to um, really, you know, think things through and make, you know, make us a, 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 a decision on it. But, but the fact is that he was going to make a decision on whether or not Urban Meyer come back or not. So we were just thinking like, you know, if anything happened, it would be after the season. You know, when they have their sit down after the season. And it is just like out of nowhere. We were at practice Wednesday, and he had a news conference Wednesday morning. You know, and it's like you're gonna fire a guy who actually started the week of practice for preparation for Houston, and he he was there. I mean, he was in the building. He was on the practice field. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no way in the world that we thought that they were gonna have a you know dismiss him on a Wednesday a Wednesday thursday morning so to speak since he was already they I meaning you know by wednesday they pretty much putting in the game plan for houston <laughs> right right and we and, saw him on the you know he had his normal news conference so we you know we had a regular day on on wednesday no inkling of uh, you, know, you know that this was going to go down and it just like I, I think the firing of urban was just like the season it just came out of nowhere you know, I I actually I was listening to um, a, a radio show from out in like L.A. You know, I was look, looking at the Lakers and, and I wanted to hear some of the after games, you know, interview stuff. And then they say we got breaking news out of Jacksonville. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go on my computer and I get this email, and man, man I say, lo and behold, they done fired this guy, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I ain't never in my I ain't see it coming. You know, I thought it'd be as I said earlier at the end of the season. But man, I was totally shocked, man. And particularly the fire at twelve. I mean, but officially, that email was sent at twelve forty a.m. Eastern time. And I and I'm just thinking, like in my whole career, I don't ever remember a coach getting fired after midnight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, it was it was it was out of the blue and it's just like man and like I said, um Mike, I don't nothing at this point surprises me at all about nothing with this franchise right now. You know, I mean I I I, I wouldn't even be shocked if like Daryl Bevel, who's the interim coach, just just quit on the spot Saturday I mean Sunday or something. It just it's just been so bizarre that um I don't know what next might, might happen. And that's what everybody feels here in Jacksonville, you know, that basically we're just trying to get through these four games and get through the all season and move this franchise. Hopefully they'll find a coach and um, and just move on. I mean, it's almost been that point where if the Jaguars could forfeit these four games, it might be in their best interest to just do it and just go quick. <laughs> It's been that bad.
1: Oh my goodness. Now, um uh, let's see. Do you uh now we go we're gonna stay on urban mind just a little mm-hmm. bit longer? Do you
0: um do you ever see him coaching in the NFL or college for that matter again? No. I don't I think he damaged everything this year. I mean, even going back to the video, you know, you know, Notre Dame is his dream job. He said that many times when he was at other colleges at no, you know, Ohio State, Florida. And there's no way, even though they done made their hire, there's no way he would be fit to coach at Notre Dame. And I don't think he would be fit to coach anywhere. I mean, I think the worst thing that Irvin Meyer did even take and I just say this. I don't think Urban was ready to take this job. I think I think the money, the lure of going to the NFL and, the, and, and just the, the, the power, I mean, I think he was a guy always competitive. I want to show them that I can do it because, you know, the Bobby Petrino's and, and, and Nick Saban's didn't do it. But I, I I can say even from the spring OTAs, I just don't think his heart was in this. I think he, he, he went out and hired assistant coaches with experience. And he kind of used that to his advantage that, you know, I got these experienced guys and I'm going to rely on them. And I think he relied on them too much. You know, I didn't see anything. I mean, when you watch this Jacksonville team and you watch some of those teams he had at Ohio State, it, it, it's like night and day I mean it, it don't look like he put any input in the offense he didn't put any input in anything and it just seemed like he was coasting and I said the other day it said just seemed like he was a head coach he, he was coaching retired you know <laughs> I mean that, that that's what it looked like and then you see a guy I mean I can go back to October I've never heard of a coach that don't go back with his team, particularly after a loss, unless they had a, you know, a death in the family or a stream emergency. But when the guy don't come back with the team, when you done lost on a national televised Thursday night game and you don't come back with your team, and then the next day, all these video, I mean, two videos come out, that go viral. And <laughs> it's like, <laughs> What is this? I mean, I said back in October that this guy is not going to survive this season. I I said that in October. I I mean, I basically said that he's not going to be back here after this season. And it just seemed like either. I mean, some people even saying, hey, I I can't disagree. It just seems like fire me. He would just say, I'm going to do enough to get fired (laughs) so I can collect on this contract. And, and move on. I mean, I can go back to the L.A. Rams game two weeks ago. He, you know, James Robinson got pulled out of the game. And after the game, you, you know we're going to ask that question. So did he get pulled because he fumbled and he got benched, or did he get pulled out because he was injured? And the head coach told us that you need to talk to Bernie Parmalee, the running back coach. And oh, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. Now, the head coach can't give a direct answer. And then for three days after that, from for three days, he didn't give a direct answer on whether or not he was benched for for the fumble or if he was benched for just, you know, getting out the game because of the injury. And oh, I, <laughs> I've heard reports, you know, when a guy like him leaves, you get all – I mean, I'm starting to hear more things that happen. I mean – I mean this guy was like you know like a a dictator basically you know he was treating these guys i mean you can't not treat grown men and it's the same problem that tom coughlin had here in jacksonville you cannot with with this generation right now you can't speak i mean you can't demand and 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 be little and, and 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 you're gonna do this and and expect that those guys gonna follow through and, and say yes sir coach the, those days are over with Yeah, that might have worked in the 80s and the 90s or that might work at Ohio State when they're freshmen freshman and sophomore or junior but you're not going to tell these grown men that hey you, you're not going to disrespect them and expect to get the effort that you're asking and right. it just, it's, just been, it's just been one I mean to, to be honest this has been a nightmare you know <laughs> it's been a nightmare for the city of Jacksonville it's been a nightmare for the franchise and the owner even saying, I, I mean, I've never heard an owner say that we got losses and drama. That's what makes it different than any other. They, they've, they've had 10 losing seasons in 11 years, but this year is different because we had both losses and drama created by your head coach. Now I, I, man, it's, a, it's like I'm watching one of those reality shows or something. On, on- <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. Oh my goodness. Now, um, I have to ask, yeah. What's been
0: the mood uh, around there since, uh, since Urban Meyer's dismissal? I'll tell you what the mood was yesterday at practice. The music was playing. Ben Bartsch, you know, bless his soul, he's from from, from, he's from Minnesota. Big kid. He was doing the funky chicken at practice. He was dancing. <laughs> Jihad Ward was dancing like he was going back in the 80s and doing break dancing. Man, the guys was moving like I ain't seen them move in about three years here. You know, it was a fun practice, and it was almost like, man, the Grinch is gone. <laughs> <laughs> just in time for Christmas, right? Yeah, that's what it felt like, man. Those guys were spirited. To practice. You know, we were out there for about 20 minutes, and it was just like totally different than what it was a day ago, 24 hours ago. And those guys were dancing, um, having fun, high-fiving. And um spirited practice. You can hear them talking on the field and they go out there covering DBs, going after the receivers. And it just like it was like a new day, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I answer your question. I think it's a I mean, I, I, I think there's just been um a total different type of um feeling among that franchise and those players right now. It just seems like the cloud has been lifted. We can be ourselves. We can enjoy this game. We ain't got to worry about this and that or whatever, and we just can go out and, and enjoy the game. I think they're going to beat Houston. On, I mean, I haven't picked them to win a game all season, but, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just seems like, man, they, they, they finally got a situation where they can just concentrate on football and don't have to worry about what this guy might say, do next, or kick somebody or whatever it might be with Irvin. I mean it just that's it's been that crazy. Now I've got one other question about Urban Meyer and then we're gonna move on and talk about
1: the rest of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But where do you rank Urban Meyer's tenure among coaches that have been in Jacksonville over their existence?
0: Uh, this got to be the worst. I mean, when you when you look at um all the controversy, um uh, I mean, the guy can't remember his own. I mean, there's been situations at news conferences where he literally don't know the names of his the first names of his own players. Wow, you know, you can't have a situation here with this franchise that's already. I mean, you know, Jaguars is what the reputation losing reputation, not respected around the country, and then you got a head coach, and I say this, he. When he used to go to the podium, because he was mispronouncing names and he and sometimes he didn't even know the the, the player from the opposing team, that they had to put like the <laughs> they had to put like the, the the play card there for him to, to look down and, and 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 know who he was talking about. Oh my goodness! And I just, <laughs> I, I mean, now Mike Malarkey was a bad coach here. You know, they went two and 14, I believe, and he only lasted one year. But he didn't embarrass the franchise like this guy. He embarrassed them, you know, as far as, like, performance on the field. But then they have never had a coach that come in, celebrate it, come in with three national championships, come in when an owner said the day that he hired him that this time I got it right. And come in and see – all of it explode in their face, and um, and and this is the worst hire that Shot Khan made since he's been owner of this franchise. And this is, I mean, you know, you make mistakes like this, Mike. It it it, it it's this not a one year fix it and it's gonna be okay situation, man. I mean, it's it, it, you know, everybody says that you know you offer the money and the free agents come but when you look at on on this franchise and you even go back to tom coughlin and the controversy with that situation when he was finding guys you know you you show up three minutes late to to a meeting you getting fined ten thousand dollars don't think that that don't spread around the league among players and i mean these players are saying man, don't in no way in world don't i mean i don't know if that's the right place you know if you got somebody that's offering an eighth of the amount of money that the Jaguars, you know, somewhere similar to what they're offering. And I think that guy is going to go to the other team just based on their reputation of how they treat players. And, you know, another thing in Jacksonville, and I don't know how, how, how it is there in Nashville, you know, and I say that the African American players in Jacksonville don't have. Uh, I mean, I don't. There's no. There's no average. I mean, they don't. You know, you don't see them on commercials. You don't see them on car. They they, they, they don't endorse products. there, you right. know, and, and and guys, look at that. You know, I mean, it's like, and nobody says nothing. But man, I've been here covering the team since two seventeen. The only person that I play former player that I saw that had a, a, a car dealership commercial with Jalen Ramsey. That's it in four years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So you you wow. go through that and you, and you go through the, the, the situation in this town. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to have an impact. I just think right now it's just, it's too many factions. It's too much, um, you know, things going on where, you know, there's going mean, to be, you got a whole staff, the, the guy, Urban Meyer hired thirty coaches on this staff, and you got yeah you they like the general manager is still here. He don't know if he's gonna be here when the season over. But you can see that power moves right now. The the, the second day after this guy got fired, power moves are being made right now. You know, like they're trying to figure out who's staying, who who should I connect with, and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, I I mean. if you want a one-on-one on how to run a franchise, don't follow the book that they use here with this Jaguar team because it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I can't, boy. I can't say it any clearer than that. It just, it, it, it's just too much I going on, man. I hear you. I
1: Understand now? We're gonna jump off of the Urban Meyer tram. but I'm pretty sure we've talked about his tenure and him enough. But uh, <laughs> the interim coach of the team is offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel, which some may know as the guy that love the guy that Brett Favre loved as his offensive coordinator. But we're gonna talk about something else there. Of course he was in Seattle too, but you know yeah. a lot of people remember him from Brett Favre. Right. Um what sense do you get about Bevel as the interim coach of the team?
0: So he hadn't done his job. <laughs> What's that? I said he hadn't he has not done his job. Uh-huh. You know, you can't be offensive coordinator And you got the top rookie, number one pick who hadn't thrown a touchdown pass in four of the last five games. And you go back to the last six games since they had their coming off their bye week, they have averaging 9.1 points a game. I mean, you gotta be a play caller that you know, and I and and I and I say this that they don't have you know, they don't have the talent. I mean, to be honest, you know, they don't have enough speed at wide receiver. They got a bad offensive line. They're not protecting um, Lawrence. He's getting, you know, pressure from the middle, from the side, everywhere you want to think about it. He's getting pressure in that pocket. But, man, you got to come up with some way to get points on the board, you know. He made a statement earlier this week that, you know, he he declared that James Robinson is the starting running back, and he's going to be, um, you know, he's going to be used in that way. But the reality is this. I think that the one thing that Urban Meyer did, he allowed his coordinators be, to be themselves. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't micromanage as far as like play calls and those kind of things. So my question is, If when you was the offensive coordinator and you got this kid basically averaging like eight carries a game <laughs> and then you don't overrule or whoever should have overruled, that if he's your second best player on offense and you're not utilizing him, I mean, you go back to the Tennessee game. I mean, that game was ten to zero. It wasn't like it was forty to zero in the in the first half. So it they it was a you know it was the game was still in doubt, and this kid got like five carries. You know he he wasn't getting any yardage, but still, you you hey you hey, you might you keep giving the ball. He might break one at, at some point, but he had like five. I think he finished the game with six. He had. Six carries for eight yards or something like that, but man, you know when you 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 can't have an offense. You got to run the football unless you get behind, and this team has got behind a lot. But you, I mean, in order for you to open up the passing game, you got to utilize the run game to get that going with some play action passes and things. So I just think that he hasn't not been. I mean, it's the offense just looked vanilla. I mean, it just hadn't looked where you, you know, we. We watch teams around the league, they run bunch sets. They, they they put three receivers on one side, they put receivers in motion. We don't see that here with this team. You know, you look at San Francisco, they utilize running back. I mean, I mean, you know, they it, 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 Sam used as a basic running back, and we got LaVisca Chenault here, and it's like they don't they don't know how to use them, you yeah, know. They technically don't. I I I've watched a few of those and I'm like,
1: why are they not using him in
0: different ways? Yeah. You know, when you need points, you know, and you, (laughs) I mean, you signing guys basically off the street and, you know, I mean, he got no deep threat ball at all. And it's just like, man, you got to find some way to keep the defense off balance. And I just think that, man, all they, I mean, they don't have to worry about they don't put the safety in the box. when you play Jacksonville, you just, Hey, You don't have to worry about double covering a receiver. You know that they're not going to throw it deep, and it's just—I just think that it's just not enough creativity in the offense, and that's no—I mean that he's the—he—he's the—he's the the person to blame for that. Got you, got you. Now, I'll say this: one guy that could
1: potentially be a candidate for this job is the former number one pick of the franchise, Byron Leftwich. Who's currently the offensive coordinator of the defense, defense? Excuse me, the offensive coordinator of the defending Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay. One day I'm gonna be able to spit that out, right? But anyway, how realistic is it to think that he could be the top choice for the job, given his history with the organization?
0: Well, I think they should strongly consider him. The only thing I think that's against him right now is having a situation like Urban Meyer. You know, I think that he's gonna look. Or I think Shad. Khan going to look seriously that you have to have, I mean, you can't take a chance basically at this point because of what you've done in your past hires. You know, and I think the only thing against him is he's never been a head coach before. That's the only thing I think against him. But I'll say this, man, this left, has done everything right. I mean, he's a former, you know, first round pick here in Jacksonville. He, he was tutored, tutored by a great, coach even that you know even when he was in Arizona you know he started out as the quarterbacks coach you know he haven't you know his path has been learn 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 and he's ready to be honest you know and i i i, I wouldn't have a problem with with Byron Lefferts being the head coach I, I mean you a lot of people say well you know anybody can be an offensive coordinator when you got a guy like Tom Brady but that's you know we Sometime or another, we can always make excuses, you know, but I like to see opportunity, you know, we, I, you know, you don't know how somebody going to do anything if they not granted the opportunity, you know, right. and this guy wouldn't come back here in Jacksonville to be a failure. I mean, I think he would put every ounce into it. I think they need a coach in this, in, the, in this franchise who can do a great job of relating to players. I, I felt since I've been here, that they have not had a head coach who can relate to the players on the team. You know, I mean, Doug Marone was a nice guy, but there was, you know, he didn't really relate. I mean, the players really didn't relate to him, you know. And I think that's, that. you know, a young guy with a lot of energy. They haven't really went that direction yet. And um, I I, I just, I I think, you know, more than anything, this guy, the owner got to get it right, you know. Right. You know, and right. getting it right might be taking a chance. He made the mistake, the Urban Meyer, but I hope that the Urban Meyer mistake doesn't take away an opportunity for someone like Lethbridge. You know, just gotcha. you know, a guy who's really honed his skills and um, time is due. And he's done a great job down there in, um, in Tampa.
1: Right. Right. Now, we talked about left, what are some other names that you think could, uh, we could hear regarding the coaching job down there this offseason?
0: Well, I think there, you know, Eric, the enemy, he interviewed here the last time. I think he'll get an interview. I think that um, Doug Peterson will be someone that they'll look at. I think that Jim Caldwell, just from experience, you know, I think the age situation, he's 60. I think he'd be 67 in, um, in January but they need a stabilizer also. I think just as much as having someone that can relate to the players, I think they got to have someone also that has that skill set to be a common for, you know, just be a guy who can put out all the fires, you know, and has experience at doing that. And I also, a guy like Marvin, um, Marvin Lewis, you know, when he was in cincinnati he he kind of went through a lot of things to, to turn that franchise into being uh build that franchise into a playoff contending situation there up there and um experience i think he's right now he's at arizona state he want to get right. back into the league and you know the I, a lot of people here talking about you know like josh mcdaniel from the the patriots offensive coordinator the fact that He's doing a good job with Mac Jones. And you know, he and his track record is that he, you know, he's a good guy that can help with help develop a young quarterback. But um I don't know, man. <laughs> all I know this guy gotta get it right. You know, right. Um, he got to get this right. And to be honest, Mike, I wouldn't even if I was shot Khan. I would make I wouldn't even put the decision in, in my hands. I'd be I would allow I think they have to get a GM that the first first of all. I think you I think he should spend money and get the best player personnel guy that he can get. And then let that player personnel person make the decision. And I'm talking about a player personnel guy that's not like a Tom Coughlin. I'm talking about one that's you know in this generation. And, and and knows this game inside and out a great can be should be a great talent evaluator. Put the time and the effort, tell the public that this is going to be at least a two year rebuild. make every move that needs to be made to get that roster to be competitive. And then I also think that you got to put yourself in a situation that you got to base your talent, everything going to win your division that you got to do everything to put yourself in order that you can beat the titans and you can beat the coach and right. and 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 whatever their strength is you got to make that your strength because if you watch it every year they're getting beat inside they, they, the, the, the titan defensive front overpowers the jaguars offensive line and vice versa on the other side of the ball and they don't physically can 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 the jaguars cannot compete physically with the titans so if you know that's your weakness then don't you know don't bring in these guys that's not that type of player so you got to get some physical players on that offensive line but you got to build your team based on um these are the two heavyweights that have been beating you upside the head for the last <laughs> <laughs> Years and you got to find linebackers and physical defensive front guys that can deal with Derrick Henry, you know, and that's where you build from the ground up. And they, hey, I think Lethwich can do it. He's been in that, I mean, he knows what it takes to build a team roster. Maybe Jim Caldwell could do it. Hey, me, the enemy could, can, can do it, you know, or Doug Previston, you know, just sitting back a year, you know, since he, um, Lost his job with the Eagles and I mean, but get the right guy who can do that.
1: Right. Right. Now, we've talked about it a lot in, uh and talked about the decision that Sean Khan has to make. How much pressure do you think is there for
0: for him to get this right? He should have pressure on himself because he 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 fumbled the ball on the, on that urban Meyer hire. You know, there was people even saying even before he became like this candidate to get this job that he don't that nobody knew how he was going to handle losing he never coached in the nfl before so there was a lot of gambles and a lot of red flags that he just overlooked because he liked urban meyer because he's a big donor for the university of illinois where he went at and he just saw ohio state every year with just you know Demolish his, his college team but you can't base that kind of stuff man on on a, on an nfl level and um he gotta get it right i i like i say i think the guy should just take it out of his hands go get a consulting firm or whatever you need to do get at least four strong candidates and don't put yourself in a situation where you totally got to make that decision on your own you know Get a general manager who has experience in the NFL, knows what it takes to build a team, and let him be in that interview process and get the right guy. But he's under the gun. I mean, he. I mean, you know, <laughs> if he get this wrong, it, it's going to be hard for these fans to, 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 to come to attend these games. You know, it all matters about filling the stands and – and you, you, hey, if they get it wrong, then we talking about another. We, we speaking about at this time next year, and they still two and eleven, with with Trevor Lawrence, where you basically wasting, you know, you, you wasting years with, with your with your franchise quarterback, right? So you know, I mean, you got to get it right, and you, and yeah, that it, it should be pressure on them. To be honest, this team is this franchise has lost. 10 they've, they've had 10 losing seasons in 11 years if that's not a wake-up call i don't know what is you know <laughs> and another thing is i've been other places man it's like hey they may not never get to the super bowl but they always talk about we got to, you know it's it's a it's it's trying to be excellent you know i don't hear that talk here i don't hear the talk that man we want to get to the super bowl there. Even when they won in 217, I never heard that, you know. But right. you go to other franchises, that's all they talk about. Your players talk about it. The first thing come out of their mouth, man, we want to make it to the Super Bowl. Whatever it takes for us to sacrifice and get to that point, that's what our goal is. I don't hear that being a goal here, you know, and that's where the culture change got to happen. You got to strive for excellence, man. You can't strive for, oh, I hope we go 8-8. Eight and eight.
1: <laughs> They can't strive for mediocre average. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I definitely uh, want to say thank you for taking the time to uh, kind of bringing us into what's going on there in Jacksonville. Um, if you would, uh, let everyone know where they can reach out to you and uh, what all you have going on out there.
0: Yeah, well, we're writing all the drama on Jacksonville.com <laughs> about this football team. And I'm sure they're going to be more with these four games to go. But it's on Jacksonville.com. And my um, Twitter handle is j, j- John Reed C- at sixty four, and um, <laughs> that's where you can reach me. <laughs>
1: gotcha. Well, I will tell you this, man. It, it you know the only other drama that could probably be left is if a player retires at halftime, but we've seen that before in Buffalo. So hey, never <laughs> know that. <laughs> All, All that, right. Well, thank uh, thank you for uh, coming on, and uh, everyone, you've been watching and listening to uh, touring the ASC South with your host Mike Patton. We're out.